0: Hello and welcome to Men Are Nuts, M-A-N, the acronym Men Are Nuts. First it started with man, then it went to men. This podcast is about mental health, emotional health, and physical health awareness. How are you out there? How is every man out there? How are you as women? We need help as men to find ourselves and to open up and speak. We have a special guest today who's going to talk to you and maybe inspire you to greater things. Could you introduce yourself? Hello.
1: (laughs) Hey, what's up, Andy? So my name is Vishan Jones, and I probably would venture to say that you tell all your guests that they're special guests am I correct <laughs> yeah all, all my
0: guests are special and uh, you know they're all special because obviously for them to come on this podcast and you know for me it's uh, I'd say it's a blessing for I've started it and, and for some people you know for a lot of people there's there's um, it might be confidence and, and you know just all these things that may, that that make me worried about coming on a podcast so I'm I'm grateful for everybody to come in on and you know Everyone for me in this, you know, in this kind of in, in, in world is, can say, special. <laughs>
1: uh, absolutely, absolutely. So it's definitely a special day because we are all here. And if you're listening to us, uh, then you have the opportunity to do something great in your life, not based on what others have done. Um, that's just a blueprint to show you that you can do it. Whatever it is, Nike says, just do it. And it's a very <laughs> profound statement because um, you just do it and um, see what comes about it. Pivot if you need to correct it, but do what's in your heart. So my name is Vishon Jones. Um, oftentimes, let start with my company. Um, it, a lot of your audience would not know anything Um, probably about it, but I deal in the disabled arena um, helping individuals find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Um, And I do that through um, a couple of companies that I own. One is Fedora Outlier LLC and the other one is remediation.us and it's a a mission. Um, Like I said, we help individuals to be empowered equip them with knowledge and encourage them to do more be excellent and live with greater success and um, that's my mission in life I'm a blind individual I was born uh, premature and I had glaucoma and cataracts and detached retinas from playing sports in the eye and both eyes actually and I'm 43. I went blind at age 30 completely, and I've just been on this mission to um, help individuals, and so that's where we're at.
0: Yeah. So your accents, and um, you know, the, it's a change to hear your accents. What, where, where are you based, and where are you from? And just tell us a bit, bit about, you know, the listeners, about you know your, you know, where your background is and.
1: Okay, gotcha. So I was born in a small town called Portsmouth, Virginia, um, here in the United States, and currently I reside in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and um, a little bit about my background, I, as I stated, was visually impaired growing up, you know, the, the guy that couldn't see but could see just enough to be in trouble and... Um, go out there and skateboard and hurt myself (laughs) and play sports (laughs) and and hurt myself. So a normal childhood for um, all intents and purposes, with the exception of, uh, like I said, not being able to see. And um, my journey is a lot different than most others. And the fact that uh, I realized early on through working that um, going to school and getting an education was directly in most people's minds tied to uh, making a living and feeding a family and being able to survive in his life with an income um, I've worked um, pretty much ever since I was 8 and um, did everything from throwing newspapers to collecting the money for the newspaper and washing cars and raking and Um, cutting grass and selling newspaper subscriptions Um, and just through my work ethic and realizing that early I've worked at some of the biggest companies um, in the world um, starting with MCI WorldCom when they were a conglomerate and um, various law firms and work with Apple computers Um, at the time now they're Apple Incorporated um, and left there and opened up my own company and I'm actually filing the uh, limited liability papership paper today um, for the second company that I mentioned Remediation RS yeah. and um, that's kind of the long and short of where I've been I'm married um, been together for 10 years and uh, life
0: is great brilliant and brilliant and you know I just wants to to kind of um for the listeners out this kind of grasp in a sense you know at what point at what point in your early um age of you know you're doing all these things and you you were partially blind at what age did you in a sense were you told or would you not when you're told but you know that you were you thought that you may be different from in a sense from everybody else
1: I knew early on that I was different um, in the sense that I had a gift, uh, a gift of helping people, a gift to not really care about or see myself as someone living with a disability. And I've always carried a confidence of... Um, I can do it. If somebody else has done it, then I can. But if nobody else has done it, then I want to do it so I can be the first. Now, that also goes to say that I did succumb to a lot of the pressures of not uh, being able to hang out with other kids, you know, like at night because I couldn't see. And having very, very strict parents uh, from the standpoint of doing the right thing always But never limiting my mindset on the fact or the thought that something can't be done just because I'm disabled. My mom would always say, uh, a handicap is in your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And she would always give me the core teachings on it, everything. And so I knew I was different um, just because people just admired me because they saw that I never looked down on life because of uh, this thing that the world calls uh, a disability. So, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, didn't really know how to put it into words. And probably this is the first time I've ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I knew I knew then that, you know, I was special.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the reason why I asked that is because, um, obviously, we've got, you know, there's, there's going to be listeners out there who are, who are struggling with life and struggling um, you know maybe maybe down a little or, you know whatever's happened to them and and you know this this you know your story sounds like a, an in- inspirational story and so I'm trying what I'm trying to in a sense, you know, with you with you saying that, was there any other was there any days where you felt, mm, you know, maybe I wish I could do this or or you know, you felt, maybe felt down. And then what made, what, what lifted you? What, what gave you that power to lift up?
1: <clears throat> um, every day is like that, to be honest, um, because I'm always doing something new and different and um, pushing myself and pushing my team members um, and employees to do something different and break mold. And, you know, it doesn't always go the way I think it is supposed to go. It may not always hit the target audience. Um, But the thing that I do, and I learned how to articulate it when my oldest daughter graduated from college and I went to her graduation about four years ago, um, they said their motto at graduation was find a way or make a way. And I realized that in that short sentence, that's exactly you know what I do if it's something that I want to accomplish and I can't see it or it hasn't been done in the, at the level that I would want to do it at whatever it is whether it's playing the saxophone I'm also a musician or whether it's you know training one of the most hard-headed dogs in the world um, it's that model: find a way or make a way and so every day is a up and a down it's a roller coaster um, for me and i just say uh, this is something that you want you signed up for it in your mind you have the vision for it now find the pieces to the puzzle to make that vision uh, happen and you know i'll do it and i'm happy with you know what i created and luckily as i said today is special because you know i get to do something else just today
0: yeah so as as I say as well but based you, you know, you took us through your kind of tentative years. Now it, let's let's go forward now. Move forward into your you know your twenties. You've done the the bits at eight years old, or you, you, you the entrepreneurship, and, you, you know that kind of first sign of entrepreneurship. And, and in a sense, you you, you know, um, what take us what what was the next stage? You know, you, you obviously you had a, you had a passion to, 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 to make sales or just to, to, to give you know what was the next stage
1: uh the next stage was trying to find myself figure out what i wanted to do in life um how i wanted to do it and it's really become a almost a life long um journey of finding opportunities and finding the right people to feel the opportunities that come my way and um You know, so in my 20s, um, I got married early. I'm um, divorced from that relationship and, of course, into a new marriage. But at 22, I was married. So I was raising um, four stepchildren um, at 20, and I was working for law firms and, you know, all of that, just making a way. And, not really knowing at that age what my way was what's my personality what resonates with me um, I just had a load of responsibility and it's kind of what I always have done just pile myself up with stuff to do and fight my way through it and that's what what you know makes me feel good yeah. so yeah from 20s early 20s to 30 um that's where i was at and then you know of course at 30 i went completely blind Yeah.
0: so you know we spoke about this you know previously and I just you know in, t- in terms of letting the listeners know um how you 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 you, you can't you said you know you're partially blind at what point then did you know that this is this is it? I'm going to be blind, and, and how did that make you feel, or was it just a real acceptance?
1: Um, it was something that I, I think in my subconscious, I really wanted, um, and it may seem weird, but you know, everybody for the most part, you know, can see and I understood that world it was cool but the being blind really excited me but you know in my 20s I wanted one or the other either you know I'm going to be blind or I'm going to be able to see it was hard living in that in between world of not seeing but being able to see because people didn't know how to take you. They didn't know what to do. They're like you're looking right at me, you know, how do I help you? I mean, yeah. got here so, you know, clearly. And um so I gradually slowly lost um a little bit of sight and a little bit of sight and a little bit of sight until one day Uh, I got to work and at that time I was smoking cigarettes and I would go outside on break and smoke. And it was, you know, um, dark early. And I went outside and I was walking around thinking something I, I always do. And it was just a big open parking lot and I wasn't really worried about anything. And I did it so much, I mean, for five or six years. And I went back in and I couldn't see. And it was like, wow, you were doing everything that you was doing just off of a routine and habits of uh, going to work, going to your desk. You you walk to the restroom a certain way, a certain route. Um, And it was just off of habit. And when I realized that, shoot, man, this is like the last little bit of sight that you have. Uh, Vishan you know what are you gonna do and so I went home and I cried for about five minutes um, and I just said you know hail a high water I'm gonna make it and you know I did
0: yeah so you, so at that time then were you, you did you have your family around and how did they take it and you know all these things you know you know you, you know you're positive um, and you've got a positive mindset but how did you how did your family feel at that you know the moment where you know you, you if it was a realization that oh he's he's, he's the sight has gone
1: um I can't really say how they felt because yeah. I never asked them I know they never treated me any different yeah um it was always love and You know, we're going to make it together type thing. But Mm -hmm. I think because I didn't feel bad about myself and go into a slump, you know, I went more into a research mode of, you know, how did other people make it being visually impaired and Mm -hmm. trying to find other blind people and, you know, getting mentorship from them and getting training to be blind and it was a journey it was something new and exciting and you know I remember being in a meeting uh, with a bunch of blind individuals and you know they said well what is one thing that you got from this meeting and I said well the thing that I got is that If you all can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to learn one thing from every blind person that I come across in life that's going to make me, you know, better at what I want to do. And so through that research and talking to thousands of blind people at this point, you know, I realized that it's just um, attributes like being short or being tall or skinny you know it's the opposite of seeing it's not seeing opposite of big is you know skinny so yeah that's that's kind of how it works
0: fantastic and and so since since then you've you've you you would say that you've kind of you've taken it on board and you've grown and you're you know you started your business and you know and you've there's there's been a few changes like you said you've, you've you've remarried and and you know how's 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 life at the moment and and How did you manage to to, to then maneuver yourself into this new business?
1: Um, Life is good. My wife is visually impaired as well. So we share in that. She can see and she was in that in-between world where you can still get around with, you know, out your cane. Um, And so I definitely understood that and could help her through it. And she's just a great woman um, and everything as well. The transition into business... Um, now I love technology Um, I'm just a guru for it and I love what it gives us and affords us and so I wanted to take the premise of using uh, technology and teaching other individuals with disabilities that you can uh, master it for the sake of um, employment as well and so I've been running uh, Fedora for about 10 years Um, And along with that, we do a bunch of advocacy work on um, making more devices universally designed and accessible for all. And, um, you know, we've done a lot of work with the federal government. We do a lot of international work and um, we just help individuals, groups and communities and, of course, governments uh, to master uh, technology.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So... uh, I would say then, listening to you and and your journey and and you know you, you, you're inspiring and would you you know what would you say to people who are who are um, you know kind of a bit you know it's not even a bit down I say a bit down but feeling down was being a mental health emotional health and just trying to find meaning in life
1: um talk to someone, get counseling, um get mentorship, find somebody that's doing what you want to do and bug the mess out of. Um become, you know, annoying to the fact that they will see if a person is successful the right way, they will see that you have a hunger in um what you wanna do or for what you wanna do that will make them want to teach you. The thing about people that are successful is they don't have a lot of time for extra, but they're more than willing to give up their time if they see that they're actually helping someone to um, be better and do better. And so that would be my biggest advice. Seek counsel and find you a mentor, even if it's a virtual mentor, somebody that you can't touch. Um, but maybe they have a podcast or a YouTube video series or um, maybe they have a course, um, a live event. Get to the fold of um, the arena that you see yourself in and do like Nike says, just do it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for for the last part, you know, the last kind of part of this and, you know, I'd like to have you on again at some point because you're obviously an inspiration. Um, let's talk about you playing the saxophone. How how's that going and how you mastered it and, and you know I'd love to hear I'd love to hear I'd love to hear a bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I'm on the way to nasty. I'm just learning everything about everything, um, even in that. And the reason why I said the last phrase is, you know, get a, a teacher that has been where you want to go and model yourself after them and then um, use your personality to make it yours. You know, I always tell people there's a hundred books on love, but the only person that can speak from that perspective that's going to make it different is your voice um, on that very same subject and so with saxophone and music in general it's a lifelong thing you know I was um, Facebooking with Joe Albright one of the world's greatest and he's 60 plus years old and he uh, is still learning and still you know working towards mastery so I uh, haven't mastered it Uh, I do have uh, one song out um, That I wrote And it was for my wife Um, When we first met She said she's in love with love And so that's the name of the song And I had my best friend And um, my female vocalist From our band um, To sing on it And I played the soprano sax And um, you know It means a lot to me I didn't win a Grammy But Um, It was just to show people that, you know, hey, if music is your thing, um, then you can do it. You can release it. There's no, I guess, the biggest takeaway is if it's something that you want to do, there's no more gatekeepers. If you want to create a movie and sell it, there's nobody stopping you from doing it. You know, you can do it, and nobody can tell you that you can't. And so anything out there just... Um, follow your your heart, because that has nothing to do with depression and not um, feeling good. You still have uh, desires to be something. I think what depresses us is we don't know how to get there. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we get into that rut.
0: Yeah, and can you let the listeners know where where they can find you? You know, what if websites or any social media?
1: yeah so if you want to find me if you just google Fedora like the hat F-E-D-O-R-A yeah. and then Outlier um, or Fedora Outlier LLC all the social media everything is is there and feel free to reach out for sure. um, podcasts I've been on the great podcasts the largest platforms uh, I've interviewed Multi-millionaires on my own platform, um, so it's not hard to find um, me. Just uh, Google, and I'll come up.
0: Yes. Well, thank. You. Well, thanks for having. You know, thanks for coming on to the podcast and being such a. You know, you know, your story is you know inspiring, and you know, I hope there's people out there that you listening. You know, not I say hope. No, there definitely will be. Um, listening because right. the, the podcast is growing so fast um, because there's a lot of people there who, yes. uh, who who want to to listen to people's stories and, and maybe get maybe get inspired and you know one thing I take from you is there's something you said the other day which was brilliant you you, you, you kind of you you as you were kind of going off you went um, you know what I'm going to go home I'm going to go home I'm going to kiss my wife and yeah that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> And it was brilliant Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, I get that from my parents They would never leave the house uh, without kissing And when one of them would come home They would kiss And it's something that I've always seen And uh, never really thought until you just mentioned it But it's it's instinctual um a yeah. habit And just because you never know what life has yeah. And you may not make it back You yeah, know, exactly. and so the last memory
0: should be of love yeah thank you for that thank you for that and mm-hmm. you know I, I, in a sense i would say amen <laughs> so thank you for thanks hey, for coming hey, on hey, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for coming on and um you know hope that you know we, we you know we can you know do um another episode in the future maybe talk about you know i don't know your journeys maybe get you to play the song um, that would be brilliant. Um, so yeah, Okay. that would be fantastic. So thanks for coming on, and um, and I hope you've had a good. I hope you have a good day.
1: You as well. Thank you.
0: And that was men are nuts. Take care.